0: Welcome to the Happy Homestead Podcast. I'm thankful that you found your way here. You're in the right place if you're looking for meaningful conversation that's raw, that's genuine, and that is centered around Christ. There may also be some conversations sprinkled in about coffee, chickens, day to day life that tends to be a bit messy, and also some things about the Enneagram. I hope that you can snuggle up with me with a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and that we can dive in together and that this becomes a safe, relaxing place of rest for you. Thank you for joining me. My name is Elizabeth and I'm excited for this journey. Blessings. As Tramp just said, for the last couple of weeks, I was supposed to speak, Um, and (laughs) it's kind of funny. I talked to my grandma just the other day. I told her, I said, you know, I said, I don't know what I'm supposed to speak on. I told her, I said, I've got three or four different things that I had written out and that I had finally narrowed it down to one, and I was like, that's what I'm going to speak on. And I know my grandma prays, and I know she was praying because uh, today, um, about an hour before I was supposed to speak, well, I take that back. It was a few hours before I was supposed to speak tonight. Um, I felt like the Lord was dealing with me, and like I wasn't supposed to, wasn't supposed to speak on what I thought I was supposed to speak on, and that's exactly how my grandma said that she was going to pray. She's like, you'll know. Well, I uh, I don't really want to speak on this um, simply because I'm the pastor's daughter. <laughs> um, most of you here know me really well, but there are some of you that just recently know me. You don't know me super well. Um, so it kind of puts me in a weird situation. But I'd like for you to turn to Luke chapter 5 with me, if you would. And... Um, For those of you who've been at church on uh, Sunday, the last couple of Sundays, um, the lessons have been on unity in the church. Um, And from the time that I've accepted Christ into my life, that's one thing that I have learned, is that when the Lord repeats Himself more than once you best listen and take that to the Lord in prayer. Um, So we're going to start out by, um, we're just going to read the first 11 verses, and then we'll just dig right in here. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake, And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all, not all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word I will let down the net. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net brake. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all that were with him at the draw of the fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. So I know I just said, <laughs> I'm going to be talking about unity, and I just read that, and you're probably like, what? Where is she going with that? Um, so at the beginning of Luke 5 here, uh, we see Jesus telling Simon that he'll catch men. So you've all probably heard that Bible story that we're to be fishers of men. Well, later, to, later on down in Luke 5, we have the story of the paralytic man. And at first glance... It could be easy to think that these two different instances do not correlate, but they actually do. And we'll get into the how of that in just a little bit. But for now, I want to um, focus on the story of the paralytic man. So let's jump on down to verse 17 in chapter 5. And we're still in Luke. And it came to pass on a certain day, as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. And behold, men brought in a a bed, a man which was taken with palsy. And they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude they went upon the housetop and let him down through the the tiling with his couch into the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said unto them, Thy sins are forgiven thee. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this which speaketh blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? When Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answering said unto them, What reason ye in your hearts? Whether is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Rise up and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power upon earth to forgive sins, he said unto the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy couch, and go into thine house. And immediately he rose up before them, and took up that whereon he lay, and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed, and they glorified God, and were filled with fear, saying, We have seen strange things today. So, what can we gather from studying the paralytic man's friends that got him to Jesus? We could say that they acted with a sense of urgency. That this this man's friends did not wait for the crowd to simmer down and disperse. They didn't make camp outside to wait it out for a more easily accessible time. They urgently made a path to get their friend to Jesus. We could also say that these men were creative. Their original game plan to go in directly with their paralytic friend wasn't going to get them to Jesus, so they had to think outside of the box, literally outside on the roof, okay? So we could also say that these men were persistent because they faced many obstacles that would have stopped several others, but with their faith, they pressed on until they were able to witness their friend be healed and forgiven, I don't know about you, but I think that carrying a paralytic man on any piece of anything up on top of a roof would be pretty challenging. So who we surround ourselves with is important, just as who surrounded that man was important. We are supposed to be a support system for one another and help carry each other when we are weak. Community as believers is vital to our faith walk with Christ. We all have times when just reading our Bible seems daunting. If we have a group of friends that are fellow believers in the Lord, it will help deepen our relationship with Christ. Convening together in church is more than a social gathering, and it's more than a routine. We need to attend church to encourage and uplift one another. Not tear each other apart. Yeah. And just like the, the paralytic man that had, they believe four men that helped carry him in. If one of those men hadn't have been willing to help, they three men may not have got him up there. We don't know how big he was. It doesn't really say. But I'd say with just four guys doing it, it was probably a big enough task. So... Every one of us is important. So in the room where this group of men lowered their friend in front of Jesus through the hole that they created in the roof, there was another group of men, the Pharisees. Both sets of men witnessed the same miracle. I just want you to think about that. Both sets of men, the men that lowered their friend with great faith down to Jesus that their friend would be healed, and then the Pharisees, who were already there in the presence of Jesus. Both sets of men witnessed the same miracle, and both sets of men were in the presence of Jesus, but one of these groups of men left empty. The Pharisees had no concern for the man that Jesus healed. Rather, I'm sure that they thought he was a disturbance, maybe a disruption, to Jesus' teaching, the Pharisees took no joy in the man's healing and forgiveness. Instead, they questioned and they criticized. The other group of men that witnessed their friend being healed left rejoicing. Today, many of us attend in church with a critical mindset, trying to find something we don't agree with, Or something or someone to take offense at. And guess what? It isn't difficult to find something. We are to be fishers of men, and it starts here in this church body of believers today. We are supposed to bring our friends to Jesus. The men and the women you sit next to every Sunday, every Wednesday, the ones you work with, the ones you talk to on the phone every day. Your ministry starts there, with the people that you're closest to, with the people that are fellow believers, just like you. We are to come into our church community with a persistence and with an intentional heart to receive what the Lord has for us so that we can leave not empty, but rejoicing Sharing the wonderful news. The Pharisees had pride and a critical spirit when they went unto Jesus' presence before they even got there. They they were ready to pick him apart. Right? And we do the same thing. I mean, we don't look at it that way, but when we come to church, a lot of the times we have a critical mindset and we're ready to pick it apart. The Pharisees couldn't see the greatness of the miracle that they had witnessed for their pride. We can't help our friends if we only plan to go into our communities looking to find something wrong with our brothers and our sisters, because we will. None of us are perfect. Instead of plugging into our churches and our communities or our friend groups for selfish and vain reasons, We should be carrying each other we should be bringing our friends and our fellow believers to jesus and rejoicing when we witness their healing and forgiveness not standing nearby in the crowd with our noses in the air judging our fellow brethren we are to be fishers of men and that requires us to have urgency for the winning of souls a creative outlook because every person is different. And so, therefore, they are reached in a different way. The same methods don't work for everyone. And we're supposed to have a persistence in our faith to not give up because sometimes healing and forgiveness awaits through a hole in the roof. And I know it was really short. That's not what I had planned to give, but I felt it heavy on my heart that that's what I was supposed to say tonight. They had a great day. Yeah. And then it also, I, and I never say you mentioned that quote, it says that we have seen strange things to them. You know, that would be different for everybody else. <laughs> I mean, to, to we not, we not even expect to we'll see. Right. Yep. I hope that you enjoyed that live sermon from Luke chapter 5 in regards to being fishers of men, the paralytic man, and encouraging fellow believers in the faith when we're weak in our faith and unity. I just want to thank you all for listening and as always for your ongoing support I don't know all of you but I hope that one day I get to meet you I thank you for sharing um, it's just wonderful just to to see the way that the Lord works and I, I'm so grateful for all the blessings that he's given me um, this podcast being one of them and the support that I've received in regards to this podcast. I also uh, wanted to let you know that I do still have episodes of the series of Moses that I need to publish so you can share away. I do still plan on sharing those with you. This was just a live sermon that I recorded from um, speaking at my local church. And I just felt the need to share with you all. So keep a lookout for the upcoming um, Moses series episodes that I'm going to launch in the near future and as always God bless you all. Thank you.